sweet land of liberty, our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinach. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. This is a very interesting religious freedom story we've got for you today, and it comes right from the front lines of the border wall controversy. Our guest today is Professor Mary McCord, who serves as senior litigator at the Institute for Constitutional Advocacy and Protection at Georgetown Law School. Professor McCord, welcome to Freedom's Ring. Thank you for having me. So I understand that the institute there is representing La Lomita Chapel, a small Roman Catholic facility near the border in Texas, and this has wound up in court. Why is a battle over La Lomita Chapel in the federal courts? Yes, so we actually are representing the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brownsville, of which, of course, you know, contains La Lomita Chapel. They're uh, very close to Mission, Texas, and very, very southern part of Texas, right on the border, right on the Rio Grande in the valley there. And the reason we are representing the diocese is because last spring, the diocese received a letter notice from the U.S. government seeking consent to enter a couple of different parcels of diocese property, including the parcel containing La Lomita Chapel, in order to do preliminary surveying, soil sampling, and other preliminary work to determine uh, whether they'd be able to build uh, the border wall on that site. And this is the first step toward, they made it very clear in the letter seeking consent, that this would be the first step toward building the wall, that the next, you know, assuming the property was suitable, uh, they would then come back uh, later and seek to build the wall there. And the plans, as announced at that time, were that the government plans to build the wall along a system of levees in South Texas, so the wall is not exactly on the border. That border is the Rio Grande River. Uh, the wall would be inland on the levees, thereby cutting off certain U.S. property on the south side of the levee. So, so I'm, I'm looking at the map here. I pulled this up, Mission, Texas, and the river is quite a, a snaking kind of uh, pattern there uh, to the south of Mission, Texas. How far in from the river would the levees be? So the levees are in places. They run more of a straight line. So if you're looking at that map, you can imagine in places they're actually as far as a mile in and other places uh, they might be much closer to the river. And so property owners, including the diocese, but other property owners as well, including places like the National Butterfly Center and some state parks and then all kinds of just private individuals who live there, actually live south of the levee, have restaurants, businesses, et cetera, south of the levee, uh, stand to lose their property when the government, you know, takes the levee and builds the wall there and thereby cutting them off. So it, it's much more than just La Lamita and just the diocese that stands to lose property and be cut off on sure. the south side of the wall. Other landowners aren't necessarily going to have a religious freedom claim the way the chapel does. How would the wall being built there impact the chapel? Well, La Lomita Chapel would actually then be cut off on the south side of the wall. The levee runs about 130 feet 
north of the chapel itself. It's a very small, picturesque, one-room chapel. It was built in the 1800s when missionaries were actually, you know, coming through to provide religious services to people that were down on the border. And that was built along with actually some bunk space and a neat old sort of clay oven to the big bread in. Those facilities were all built there right at La Lomita. Um, around early 1900s, as the congregation started, started to grow and Mission, Texas, the closest town, started to develop, um, the diocese built a bigger church in Mission, Texas, Our Lady of Guadalupe. But Our Lady of Guadalupe congregation has always considered La Lomita Chapel to be its mother church. And Father Roy Snipe is the priest at uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, regularly holds various services at La Lomita Chapel. And the congregation regularly prays there. They have novenas there. They have a, a yearly Palm Sunday pilgrimage from Mission, Texas, to the four miles down to La Lomita Chapel. And it's in, in very regular use, including just for, you know, individual worshipers who come into the chapel to pray. So do we have any indication of whether in a place like this, if the wall were built, that there would be, for lack of a better word, doors? You know, I mean, would people be able to go through the wall and go to the chapel or or it's just going to be a solid wall and everybody who's on the south side of that wall is kind of out of luck? So the government has indicated it hasn't sent, you know, sort of formal or official proposals regarding gates, but they have indicated that they would be putting some sort of gate in the wall that would allow people to have access to the chapel. And that's consistent with uh, what we've seen in other portions of the wall that have already been built that cut off people, you know, on the south side. Normally, then sometimes it's homeowners, sometimes it's people who own farms that extend to the south or have their barns on the south side, or like I said, some have their homes on the south side, and then oftentimes have a code that they can use to get through the gate. Now, again, this is not a religious freedom issue for these folks, but this does raise concerns by local emergency personnel, because if you were to try to respond to an emergency on the south side of the wall and you don't have the code, uh, you can't get through. But assuming for present purposes that the government, if it were to build a wall on the levee that then put a gate in it with that it would allow worshipers to go through, it's unclear, you know, what kind of patrolling of that gate there would be. Would they require papers? Would CBP require papers to let people come through? Would they, you know, detain people, interrogate people? These are the kinds of things that the bishop, Bishop Daniel Flores and Father Roy Snipes are very concerned about putting an undue um, and substantial burden on those who seek to worship there. I can see where that really would be a problem for people, you know, would be discouraged from coming to the chapel by having to go through, you know, a checkpoint Charlie. And I mean, one way or the other, if people are going to go south through the gate, then the government's going to want to check and see that the people coming back north through the gate are the same ones who went south and not folks who aren't supposed to be there. So one way or the other, I can see that um, this would be a concern in terms of how it would impact the church. But explain, you know, we've talked about these issues a lot for our listeners, but explain to them how we analyze from a legal standpoint the religious freedom interest of the church uh, sure. as it's affected by the wall. 
Yeah. So under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, the government may not take any action that substantially burdens the exercise of religion without establishing that it has a compelling governmental interest in doing so and that the means of burdening religion are the least restrictive ways of protecting that government interest. So if we assume for present purposes that border security is, generally speaking, a compelling government interest, the government at this point hasn't established any reason why it's particularly compelling at the site of La Lomita for there to be a wall there, hasn't established that this is an area of heightened illegal border crossings or drug smuggling or terrorist entry, or that they've even considered other alternatives to the building of a wall. So under the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, any person, and in this case we're talking about the diocese, whose freedom of religion is is substantially burdened can actually rely on that statute to bring a claim in court um, seeking a court order to prevent that burden. Uh, and then the court undertakes an analysis of whether the government has established a compelling interest or not. Now, the diocese hasn't yet brought a case itself. The case that was in court was when the government filed what's called a declaration of taking in court first for purposes just of the temporary access in order to do the surveying because Bishop was unwilling to consent to the surveying because it would be the first step toward facilitating a wall and that alone, just signing that consent, he couldn't be compelled to do in violation of his firmly held religious beliefs. So the government filed a declaration of taking. We entered our appearances on behalf of the diocese to say, here's the reasons why the bishop couldn't consent. It would be violating his firmly held religious beliefs to have to you know, consent to the government taking this first step to the building of the wall. And even though we understand that the court may allow the government to come on for purposes of surveying. The court may conclude that surveying alone is not a substantial burden on religion. We wanted to send the message in our response to this particular declaration of taking that if the government persists in taking the property to actually build the wall, the burden on religion will be much more substantial. And um, really, we're asking the government, please rethink this. Um, please reconsider this. Sure. Well. I gather that Congress has taken an interest in this dispute over this little tiny church in South Texas. And in the bill that was recently passed, extending, uh, you know, preventing the government shutdown, uh, now you know when we're recording, because it's only been a week or so, um, <laughs> Congress said you can't use any money to build a wall there uh, that would wall in the La Lomita Chapel, right? That's exactly right. Congress, it was actually Congressman Cuellar from South Texas who had inserted into the spending bill a prohibition on using any monies being appropriated by that spending bill or, and this is important, or previously appropriated money for border security, uh, prohibiting using any of that money for building the wall at La Lomita, as well as some other places, the National Butterfly Center, some state park property, and a few other places. And the reason it was important that it said no use of funding currently appropriated or previously is the funding for the wall uh, on the section at La Lomita was actually provided almost a year ago, last March. 
And so it was important for Congress to say, you can't even use that previously authorized money. Dear listener, you might be wondering, well, why are we even telling the story then if Congress has already said it's not going to happen? And from my point of view, anyway, the reason is because, uh, you know, we don't know what, you know, Homeland Security is going to do. We have an emergency declaration uh, that purports to take money that Congress has appropriated for other purposes and use it for purposes that uh, many argue violate the, the Constitution and, and, you know, Congress's right to appropriate funds. So, you know, the old saying is, uh, it ain't over till the fat lady sinks. And I'm not really sure where that comes from, but, you know, this is a wait-and-see story, I think, isn't it, Professor McCord? I think it is. You know, I have some level of confidence, but not perfect, that uh, DHS would not try to go uh, violate what is so clearly the intent of Congress to prohibit building of wall at this site. But you're right that with the emergency authorization, what the president has done is uh, at least trying to do is being challenged, of course, in court. Uh, but is to free up other money, um, not money appropriated by Congress in the spending bill or previous appropriations, but other money that's already committed for use, for example, for military construction projects, to free up that money to be able to potentially use for more wall building. So I still remain, you know, um, cautiously optimistic that the government wouldn't try to do essentially what would be an end run around Congress's intent and use some other pot of money to build the wall there. Um, uh, I think that certainly the Department of Justice, the people would have to litigate this, I think would be very, very hesitant to, to do something like that. But it's not totally out of the question. You know, we're not sure what other areas of the border that might also have property owned by either the diocese or other religious faiths uh, could be impacted. And if several weeks ago, four senators did send a letter to uh, DHS Secretary Kirsten Nielsen asking specifically for information about, you know, how many religious organizations might have their land seized through the exercise of eminent domain built a border wall. Sure. We're out of time. Our guest today has been Professor Mary McCord from Georgetown University Law School talking about the La Lomita Chapel implicated potentially cut off from the border wall that is proposed. This is a wonderful religious freedom story and we'll keep you posted. This is your host, Alan Reinhardt. This has been Freedom Spring. Until next week, let freedom ring.